If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome to another holiday edition of the Husker Online Show. We are a little bit earlier again for you, building the show around the holiday. And it is the last week, not only of 2019, the last week of the decade. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus is somewhere, hopefully not in a ditch, Robin, um, trying to trek his way back. Uh, on those treacherous Interstate 80 uh, road conditions. Yeah, Nate uh, was one of the many people affected by the winter storm and tried to make the drive from Sydney, Nebraska to Lincoln when the entire state (laughs) essentially was under a winter advisory. He made it to Gothenburg, uh, had to hotel up, and then uh, made the the decision to go back roads back to Lincoln. So we'll hope we're, we're... T's and P's, Nate. T's and P's. We hope, we hope Nate is making it back. But wanted to spend this opening segment. You know, not a lot going on, um, obviously, with the holidays in terms of just on-campus things with football and in and, the programs. But it is the last week of the decade. So um, we are going to go very cliche here, Robin. We're going to have our special decade show of the Husker Online show. But, um, you know, when, when you look at just what the 2010s were for Nebraska – that's where, where I want to start out, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think you have to, when you talk about what was the biggest storyline of the decade, I mean, I think two things, joining the Big Ten and hiring Scott Frost. Yeah, and I think the Big Ten probably um, even more so just because, I mean, it it shifted um, Nebraska sports in so many different ways, not just football, but uh, go down the list of how that move um, you know, not only impacted the, just the competitive aspect of every sport in, on, in the university, but uh, the financial implications there. I mean, Nebraska got a big chunk of change uh, out of that contract. and New uh, facilities yeah. galore everywhere. And they kind of threw themselves into it where uh, they're going into a completely different animal, essentially, going from the Big 12, I mean, just from football perspective and, and basketball as well. But, uh, I mean, it was a, a pretty massive um, domino that fell during that time of conference realignment where once Nebraska moved, then all of a sudden things kind of, uh, there's a ripple effect off of that. So that they were the first real uh, big piece uh, to, to Colorado and Nebraska. Yeah. To really, to really go um, when that thing was really starting to get going. And so, um, you know, I think that not only shifted Nebraska's, you know, decade, but uh, college football and college athletics in, in a lot of different ways as well. You're listening here to the Husker Online show as we discuss uh, what the 2010s have meant here in this decade. And you know, the 2010s haven't brought a lot of championships uh, for Nebraska. Um, just 
two conference title game appearances in football. That was the 2010 Big 12 title game and the 2012 Big 10 title game as Nebraska played in two. Um, basketball, Robin, Nebraska made an NCAA tournament, kind of a flukish year. I mean, everything just broke right. And, you know, Nebraska beat Wisconsin on no-sit Sunday, and that was a Wisconsin team, I believe, that played for the national championship mm-hmm. that year. Yeah, I know they went to the Final Four, but uh, they all got you know, the, the construction of PBA, uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. That was the first year, right? Yeah, t- 2013 was the, was the first year of that. Uh, and that was, that was the year they made the tournament. Yeah, and so, you know, that there's obviously a big step for Nebraska basketball and getting to the tournament for the first time since, uh, I think, the 97, late— 98. Yeah, since, since the late 90s. And so, I mean, you know, they made progress, but still um, were never able to take that next step. And then you could throw in the, the hiring of Fred Hoiberg, you know, maybe not quite the impact uh, of a Scott Frost returning home, but— it's it's up there. I mean, you get a guy with that that clout in college basketball coming to Nebraska, a program that has the track record it does. Um, it was a, a pretty big coup by uh, Bill Moose in this athletic department. Yeah, if I would have told you in 2008, Nebraska basketball would hire the coach of the Chicago Bulls, that was the Sweet 16 coach at Iowa State, and they'd hire Scott Frost, who at the time was the hottest coaching candidate that year coming out in the ranks of college football. I think most people are like, there's this, I mean, they, they wouldn't believe you because mainly because mm-hmm. Nebraska didn't really spend that kind of money on coaching hires. And that you, you talked about the money, and, and that's where it's different. I mean, Nebraska has got so much more money with the Big Ten. They've been able to make hires and do things with the facilities that they never could have dreamed of doing in the Big 12 to the point where they have so much additional monies left over that they donate it back to the school where 20% of UNL students now, undergraduates, are on some sort of scholarship, like a $1,500 on average scholarship mm-hmm. from money that's given Nebraska from the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, and then you pair that with you know the ending the decade with the announcement of the, the new football, I guess, athletic facility, $155 million dollar um, mega structure that you know will which comes out to about $85 per person in the state of Nebraska if every person wrote a check to pay for this thing I mean think about that I know that's crazy so I mean this it's been a lot of attempts at trying to get Nebraska athletics over the hump you know they're doing everything they're they're putting their money where their mouth is and they have a lot more of money uh, to back it up and so there's been no shortage of effort on Nebraska's part but for whatever reason the results on the field on the court uh, for men's athletics here, it just it just hasn't been there. And so now the hope is that with all the efforts and money spent during this decade, next decade, we'll start seeing some tangible results uh, with on-field and on-court success. And I, I'd be remiss to say the 2010s too, Robin. I mean, it was kind of the takeout Harvey, Harvey Perlman decade as well for Nebraska. I mean, this is a guy that was squarely involved in all of the changes of Nebraska with coaching moves, firing 9-1 coaches multiple times. Um, you know, making questionable head coach hires, questionable AD hires um, that, you know, that that took place. They, they were able, I mean, Nebraska, Chinsley Perlman retired or mm-hmm. everyone to say it, but then Sean Eichhorst was fired uh, by Hank Bounds. And I think Bounds coming in, you know, played a factor of getting Scott Frost here. So you look at just that whole circle of stories there between Perlman, Bounds, Eichhorst, Moose, that little deal to me that is a huge chunk of the 2010s and kind of reshaping nebraska's history yeah it changed the face of nebraska athletics from the very very top i mean all the way up to the university administrative level i mean it's uh i 
certainly can't remember this much change happening in a 10 year period. When you take into account all the coaching changes, all the athletic director, uh, you know, the chancellors, uh, you know, university presidents. I mean, it's, it's been wild. This, the amount of turnover that's happened from uh, top to bottom within this university and this athletic department that, you know, probably fairly unprecedented in at least past few decades. To me, this is the only time where it seems like things are all on the same page where you've got a football coach, and a president, an athletic director, and a basketball coach, everyone's kind of together, hand in hand. And the chancellor. I mean, Ronnie Green has been very, very public yes. uh, in, his, in, in his support to what's going on here and supporting Scott Frost, supporting Bill Moose. Um, so I, I think that's key because there were so many years where that wasn't the case, where the chancellor wasn't on board or the AD wasn't on board or, or this or that. And the dysfunction is really, to me, as big of a storyline of the 2010s as anything. Yeah, and you see it now. I mean, with just the way things operate. You know, I, mean, I think there's so much more communication going on uh, in in every level of this athletic department and university. Far more so, certainly, than there was under Perlman and Icors, where everything was kind of you know behind the the curtain in Oz. Uh, now, I mean, there's an open dialogue between your football coach and your chancellor and your president and your athletic director. To where I think, and the same thing with the basketball coach. I think that there's that 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 um, open line of communication and dialogue that is going on right now where you're right everybody is on the same page and pulling the rope the same direction and that certainly could not be said in in, in previous years and I think that was um, you know all the issues Nebraska had in so many different ways you can probably pinpoint that as maybe one of the biggest culprits of anything okay I'm gonna throw a couple over-unders at you over under in the 2020s Nebraska will win at least three divisional titles Mm. Or push. All right. Move it to two and a half, and I'll take the over. You'll take three. And I mean, it, there's just so many unknowns. I mean, we've talked about taking Wisconsin down for years, and it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So until that happens, it's hard to say much more than two to three divisional titles. Um, you know, you, it could easily change quickly. But um, basketball, over, under, in the 20s, three NCAA tournament appearances. Over. Over. I mean, it, it, I think people don't realize it's a lot easier to make oh, the NCAA You can get basketball. good really quick in basketball because you're dealing with 13 scholarships as opposed to 85. Well, and if the Big Ten is what – it can be an eight-bid league. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, getting to the NCAA tournament should not be that hard with <laughs> for a, a basketball program that invests the type of money that Nebraska does with its its program. So, I, I don't – and they got the right guy. I have no doubt in my mind Fred Hoiberg will get them to an NCAA tournament, and he'll be the first coach to win an NCAA tournament game. And you play, what, 24, 24 – 25 power games now in the Big Ten, so mm-hmm. you can really manipulate the net ratings and things. So, yeah, yeah. basketball, that should happen. Yeah. I, I Again, I have very little doubt in my mind that that over will hit comfortably. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to continue the all-decade discussion. We're going to give our all-decade team for Nebraska's offense next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.